Getting Back to Work. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Michael Mendenhall, Senior Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer, and Chief Communications Officer at Trinet. Welcome, Michael. Oh, thank you, Tanya. Pleasure to be here. Nice to, to be able to talk to you again. For those people who may not know who you are, give us a brief summary of your professional background and explain also what Trinet does. For sure. So, you know, uh, I started in a small ad agency outside of Philadelphia and from there was recruited into the Walt Disney Company at Walt Disney World um, and began my career there. It was 17 years. They moved me to Paris. I lived in Paris for four years, opening Euro Disney. They then brought me back and moved me into the studio as a vice president. Uh, and I went through the ranks there to become president at the studio. That was all motion pictures, you know, television and music, uh, as well as um, going in and helping develop uh, some of our new properties like the California Angels, uh, being on the integration team of Cap City's ABC, and reinventing the wonderful world of Disney and bringing it back to Sunday nights. Uh, from there, they then brought me back into the theme park division to go open Hong Kong Disneyland and be responsible for all of marketing, sales, and entertainment. So like the parades, the fireworks spectaculars, the shows, as well as marketing and sales. So I went over to Hong Kong and opened up Hong Kong Disneyland, came back, uh, then ran the 50th anniversary of Disneyland worldwide uh, that we celebrated for the company. And from there, got recruited by Mark Hurd, went into Hewlett-Packard as the Chief Marketing Officer and Chief Communications Officer for HP. Um, had a stint there, then went into, as you get the bug, went into a lot of uh, private companies, some public companies that were smaller entrepreneurs, some of those of which we sold, some are still existing, uh, transforming a lot of brands, uh, repositioning the company's strategy and its reputation. And that led me to Trinet. Now, Trinet is an HR solutions provider. And what that means is you just outsource if you're a small, medium-sized business, because that's all we look at are small, medium-sized businesses. You, you would have, you know, 500 or under employees. Some, you know, will do 1,000, 2,000 employees if they want to stay with us, but they outsource all of their HR. What's very unique about the, the, the situation we're in, unlike some of the people that are in this field, is we become the employer of record. So we actually employ these people. So out of the 18,000 small, medium-sized businesses that are in major verticals, so healthcare, financial services, technology, professional services, Main Street, et cetera, you have 18,000 companies amongst a bunch of really diverse industries. And we actually provide their HR, but we actually hire them. So they actually work for us as sort of co-employment. Um, and we provide all the benefits that HR does. So that's everything from onboarding to payroll, to taxes, to retirement benefit programs, to risk and compliance, um, all the way through to healthcare. Um, and what it allows us to do is sort of aggregate the 320,000 plus employees that we employ in these 18,000 companies into one sort of tax ID that allows us to give the benefits of being a big organization. So somebody that has five people could get the benefits that a Google gets to and uh, gives to its employees. So that's what we do. Um, and we really, uh, really, we, we do as well as our companies do. So we really uh, work to, to help them build a culture uh, and to build an employee base where they'll grow because as they grow, we grow with them. And so that becomes really important to us. So um, you can imagine in a pandemic like this, 
uh, how important it is when you think about SMB, small, medium-sized businesses. It's the first time that you saw uh, the federal government actually put uh, the small, medium-sized businesses into a package, um, a stimulus package, to help those businesses because they're being impacted by COVID. So that's, that's sort of what we're doing, what we're doing now. Sooner or later, Michael, organizations are going to have to reopen, right? So, and many of us are actually going to have to return back to the office. What are the considerations that senior executives, management, if you will, is going to have to address to accomplish that? Well, that's a that's a great question, Tanya. Um, you know, there's fatigue that sets in. I think we all feel it. You know, you've been sitting at home for two, two and a half months. Some some you're going to be working from home or being at home much longer. You certainly have uh, to adapt your lifestyle because uh, you know there's quite a few that are working from home that have young children, um, and and these, those children are not going to school, so it's almost they're being schooled online at home. So all the dynamics have shifted within. Um, uh, what happens with working from home and how families have to adapt and companies have to adapt. But everyone wants to sort of get back, get back to work in some way. Um, and there's a couple of things that, you know, you, you really need to begin to look at. You know, one is the health and safety of your employees. I think that's one of the top two out of all SMBs through the research we did with Harris Polling is one of the biggest concerns is the health and safety of their employees. So, so you'll see a big focus around different options um, relative to that. And I think uh, a lot of this has to do with the fact that um, most of these uh, companies, uh, the people running them, are very concerned. And I think it's like almost two-thirds of all SMBs are concerned about the unknown. That was the number one. Then it was the employee safety and it's just the unknown, what's going to happen. Um, you know, and this is a virus that one, we're scrambling to, to find, you know, a vaccine for, hopefully eventually a cure for, um, and it doesn't seem like it's terribly uh, going to happen um, in, in real time uh, within the next, you know, probably six to 12 months. And so it's that unknown of going back. So the biggest concern is the health and safety. What does that mean? Well, that means you're gonna to have to change behavior in your company. I mean, do you, does everyone have to come back? Do you leave some people remote because they don't really need to come back to a physical space? An IP address is not a physical space, right? So could these people work from anywhere? Um, and so as you, as you look at that, you have to define what does that workplace look like? I think you're gonna see the acceleration of telepresence. So some people remain remote, will work mobily. Those that come back will have to come back to a different physical space. I mean, do we go back to the 80s now where you put the walls back up, this open environment changes, and you distance people with, with barriers um, and or, you know, with six feet apart? Do you reconfigure? You know, do you reconfigure your workspace to where, you know, uh, you have uh, almost like traffic one way and you have people circulate in a certain pattern so that they're not uh, opposing each other? You know, that's, that's another piece to this. Um, you know, are you going to have behavioral differences around sanitation? So are people gonna wear gloves? Are they gonna wear masks at work? Are you going to have all kinds of dispensaries for, you know, the 99.9% uh, killing, you know, bacteria and viruses all over your location? Um, how are you going to treat visitors that come uh, to your facility? 
So all of those things are gonna to have to be taken into consideration and or are being done now, which is why people are delaying coming back because they're gonna build you know, um, a safe environment. You know, why is that important? As you think about liability, which becomes another key factor in this, you know, the idea that you would ask somebody to come back to work and should they get sick, you know, one of two things could happen relative to them getting sick. One is that in certain states, they would deem, you know, deem that, um, you know, as workers' compensation. And, and all of a sudden now you get into another fiscal sort of operating expense that you didn't anticipate. And the other, um, you know, would be something happens catastrophic and you assume that liability. There are many states that are thinking about and some have passed where anything related to COVID, if it happens relative to you inviting somebody to have to come to a physical space with other people, you assume the liability. You know, so there's a lot of concerns around all of this relative to just racing everyone back into the office. Um, and so those are some of the things that are trying to be addressed. I know there's legislation that is being talked about down in, the, in um, you know, Washington around absolving all U.S. companies from any kind of liability around COVID-19. You know, we'll see if those things pass. But, you know, some of this is all to be determined. So it's that the unknown, um, which uh, is what um, a lot of companies, small, medium-sized business, probably enterprise as well, are dealing with. And that's why you hear a lot of people are not coming back at all. There are some companies saying, we're not coming back. And they see that as a way of controlling operating expenses. And a lot of people feel that they've been more productive being remote and working remote. Uh, I would say that could be the case, but the other you know, opposing side to that is, you know, are they productive when you think about, again, as I said, their lifestyles having to change at home, um, uh, et cetera. So um, there's some pros and cons to this that I think people are sorting out. What recommendations can you offer to occupants of the executive suite on, on how to reopen their business? Well, I think one, um, I, I think caution, um, you know, don't race back in, have a plan. I mean, what you're going to find is that most of these people have had business continuity plans in place for natural disasters, earthquakes, um, you know, uh, hurricanes, et cetera, uh, or cyber, cyber threats. They have a lot of plans that are in place to continue their business through this. Only 13% of all small and medium-sized businesses actually had a continuity plan for a pandemic. I think, you know, the, the, the government as well as businesses were not prepared for this. And I think going back into this, I think you're going to see a lot more preparation around pandemics, how to handle it, um, and how to manage it through. And, and, and so I would say planning is very, very important right now. Agility. I mean, you've got to have agility and flexibility right now. Uh, this is not something um, that, you know, um, isn't evolving. It's evolving every day. Uh, you're hearing new metrics, new statistics. Um, uh, you're hearing new ways that the, that the virus can be spread or what surfaces it can be spread to. Um, this is all happening in real time. So I think agility and flexibility becomes important. And I think it's going back and looking at your business continuity plans and really start to put in place, you know, what this means for the future. I mean, even if it's not COVID-19, there will be other pandemics and, and how are these companies going to deal with it? And I think you want to start to get that all in place. So I think you really have to figure out, um, you know, what your business will be 
now and in the future relative to remote, not remote, um, and, and how to then manage your operations and, and really start to quickly build those plans. Interesting report, Michael. You guys collected a, a lot of really good information. I think that uh, if somebody wants to check that out, maybe they want to connect with you, Michael. Um, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, find me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm open and I'm happy to address any of your questions there. Thanks again, Michael. That was Michael Mendenhall, Senior Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer and Chief Communications Officer at Trinet. Find more of my interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.